Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, depending on what part of the world you're visiting us from. I'm Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge. Very excited to host Growth Institute CEO Daniel Marcos today. Uh, He's obviously the co-founder and CEO of Growth Institute, also a certified scaling up coach. And he's been a very avid entrepreneur his entire life and probably the most ferocious learner I've ever met. Uh, I want to jump right in. And I think this will be the first time many of the people in our community will be hearing about your CEO system. Um, So can you give us a little bit of background on how that came to life, how you built this CEO system? Okay, so I've been a CEO for the last 20 years. Uh, indeed, this is my third crisis as CEO. Um, 2000, I had an uh, online financial company in Mexico in the 2000 area. And then um, 2008, I had a mortgage bank, a subprime mortgage bank in the US, and now this uh, growth issue. And in my 20 years as CEO, and then as a CEO coach for the last 12, I realized that whenever I got to a company, I asked them, hey, show me your systems. And they show me their accounting system, their customer support system, their production system, or whatever. And they say, okay, what's your CEO system? And they look at me and say, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah, how do you run the company as a CEO? Like, what do you do? And everyone gives me different things. I have a board, and I have this communication, and I have these kind of meetings. But there's not like a structure set of what you have to do as a CEO. Um, Why? Usually, as CEOs, we want our team to run with all these things, but we want to have freeness and all this kind of stuff. But reality, that brings a lot of drama to our life. So I've been designing a CEO system that I've been using myself to be able to enjoy the ride and scaling our companies. Uh, and most importantly, I've been learning it from other CEOs of what's the best things they do. And I've been putting all that together to really build something that I believe should be the de facto or the, uh, the structure system, let's say, to run as a CEO. So the CEO system, really, I believe, has three things. First, focus on you. Then focus on building a great team. And the team will build a great company. If you want to skip building a great team, you will never get to that. You really have to focus on building a great team. I, for me, it's impossible to say, hey, I'm going to build a great company of $20 million without having an amazing team help me do that. So that goes always in the middle. But let me go back as what's the main role of the CEO as, as your question. So first, I have to make sure you, my team members, have everything you need to be able to work, being cash number one. The only one that is responsible and accountable at the end that we have enough cash to run operations is the CEO. So if one day we run out of our money, it's my responsibility. I did a wrong planning, uh, wrong execution. We, I had uh, wrong relationships with investors or banks or whatever. I have to always be in front, understanding what are the cash flows of the business and be able to Prepare for that, but also any contingency around that. Imagine one day you could not pay payroll because you don't have money in the bank. That will kill your company in a minute. So make sure you have all the resources to operate. Two, direction. You're the one that, that really decides the why of the company. If you build a company and you're leading a company, you're really making sure we're all, all aligned to what's the why of the company. So, hey, we want to go there, we want to go there, we want to go there. The direction of where we need to go has to be set by um, the CEO. And then making sure you bring 
the best team players to the company to really run it and build it, and then for them to play well together. As an example, if I'm playing soccer, uh, I want to have the best goalie, the best front runner, the best defense event, uh, like mid mid side or whatever. But my job is that they play well with each other. So I have to bring them to the company and then make sure they play way to with each other. So CEOs are very different company to company. Um, in your work as a CEO and as a coach to many CEOs, have you found any similarities or like maybe one or two things that all great CEOs, you know, characteristics or things that they need to be uh, actively doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to be a great CEO? So, so by the way, a lot of CEOs are very outspoken, a lot of very quiet, but there's several things behind that. that so you could, you could say, hey, this is a great CEO because it's very charismatic or outspoken or whatever. And there's some that is very quiet and say, well, it's not that great of a CEO. I've seen them on both sides. Most importantly, they care about people. The great CEOs care about their clients, care about their employees, uh, and care about their shareholders. Uh, they, they really, really make a, a, an effort and try to figure out a way to make those three groups of people happy. Um, and they know they could not build a great company if they don't build a great team, and they don't provide a great value to the community. And here I was having a discussion recently with a client. And he said, hey, I sell this product, and I charge, let's say, $100. And I said, great. How can you make more of this? I said, I could give the same value to more clients, or I could give more value to my clients and charge them more. But always starts with more value. And there's always, hey, how can I get money before? And I was like, no, the only way you could get money is if you add more value. And the more value you add to your clients, employees, and shareholders, the more value they're going to bring back to the company. As an example, a shareholder, if you see all the great work they're doing, they're going to want to invest more. If an employee is super excited and team member of the impact we're having, they're going to work more. They're going to really figure out how to grow that. And your clients the same. They want to continue uh, buying from you and recommending you to their friends. How many times we've seen people say, hey, love this webinar. Please send me the link. I need to send it to all my friends. That kind of impact is what they care. How can I help more? They care deeply about people. The bad ones, they tell you they care, but when you talk with them at 2 o'clock in the morning, they really don't care. And it feels. And I've coached those, by the way. Um, and it's really, really hard because they, they ask you, how can I get them to feel that I care, but I don't care? Or how can I get them to feel that I care so they could gain more money? No, that's not, that's not what is right. And at the beginning, you kind of fake it or you could kind of fake it. At the end, it always comes back to really understanding who really has it as part of, internally a part of their heart to really add value and care about people. It's all about people. Depending on the life cycle uh, that you as the CEO are in with your business, they might be experiencing very different types of pains. Um, you know, you have the experience of being in what you call stage three, going through the growing pains of stage three. If you're a smaller company, um, can you talk to maybe some of the pains that they might be uh, dealing with and, and how to kind of incorporate uh, some of the right tools to manage that? So stage three is all about scaling. 
15, 20 employees and above. The stage below is stage two or the grow up. And the way I see it is like you're a kid, an adolescent, an adult, right? Like you, like on the stages. On stage two, the two biggest issues are cash flow and the team. You don't know what team you need really need. And you have to go from generalist to specialist. And it's really, really hard to go and hire people that are much better than you in, in a unique thing. And here I love a story uh, that uh, Henry Ford, uh, this happened to Henry Ford. I don't have the, the exact story, but one day a reporter wrote about him bad in a newspaper or something. He attacked the reporter. And at the end, there was like a, like a jury or something to prove that Henry Ford was not an intelligent man. And he's at the place. And this reporter said, I'm going to prove that he's not an intelligent man. So I'm going to ask him 10 questions and I'll prove to you that he doesn't know how to answer them. So question number two, for question number one, who wrote the Odyssey, the, the novel? And Henry Ford said, like, I have no idea. And give me what goes into doing a cake. And like, I have no idea. And tell me, like, what's the six digits of pi? Like, I have no idea. And he asked all these 10 questions. And Henry Ford didn't answer any of them, right? And the guy said, like, you know, I proved that this guy is an uneducated man. And Henry Ford said, let me explain for me what's important, what's being intelligent. And the guy said, like, yeah, like, explain. And he said, I have a box in my office where if I push button number one, the best lawyer in the world comes running to my office. Sir, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And I ask him any question. He has the answer that I need regarding law. If I get button number two, I get the best marketer in the world. And they come running and said, what do you need? And he's able to answer whatever is the hardest question of marketing. I think that's the hardest thing on stage number two. Really understanding what are the functions that you need, what's the knowledge that you need, and convincing the best people to come and help you with your dream, with your priorities, whatever, and get it done. If you do that, you rock stage number two. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.